Welcome to Season 4, the Season of Four Seasons Exceptionally Bad Awards Ceremony. As the leaves change color and fall from the trees, you know it is the end of the Season of Four Seasons. And without further ado, the hosts of the Exceptionally Bad Podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. And I'm Dean. Buckle up for an exciting evening. For most confusing lead, the nominees are Sandra Bullock in All About Steve, Daniel Day-Lewis in Stars and Bars, Harrison Ford in Cowboys and Aliens, and Stacey Keenan from Lisa. What do you guys think? What's oh, the, man. what, I mean, what let's, do, let's why? Start, yeah, let's start with All About Steve. I mean, Sandra Bullock's character is so obnoxious Strange. and annoying. Yes. And then there's the undertones that um, we should probably not be making fun of this character. Because she might be developmentally like, disabled. On the yeah. spectrum yeah. or something. Right. So it's kind of like, what's going on? We're, right. It's Sandra Bullock. You obviously like her. Is she just quirky or is then, she... Yeah. yeah, she keeps doing things where even the bus driver leaves her at the side of the road right. because they can't handle her anymore. Yeah. And only the friendly truck driver. Bizarre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis in Stars and Bars. So, uh, I mean, he was very unlikable, but mostly, yeah. I mean, you just don't even know what to do. They like, just, what are some of the things he did? Well, there's these weird choices. Like, he's the lead, but they're they're on the... They're on a date. He's on a date with uh, with the girl Joan Cusack. Yeah, and um, he almost gets mugged, and he pushes her down into, into the, the trash, and then he runs away and leaves her alone. Yeah, and and then he like comes back and explains how he had an excuse to do right. that, right? And yeah. that she's supposed to forgive them. him. Yeah, and then later on, he you know we find out that he's actually sort of engaged already, right? And yes. we're supposed to like empathize <laughs> with him that he's. Interested he's in really Cusack, in love with her, but he's also stuck in this tri- love triangle. It's just and a, he's yeah. supposed to be caring for the teenage daughter oh. of his fiance, of his fiance. Right? Yeah, he's not likable as yeah. the lead in this. It's very bizarre. weren't sure what to think. I was confused. Okay, Harrison Ford is the villain lead in this. He's kind of co-lead. Um, he started out mean, like everybody was afraid of him, right? And I think that that was that was great. It was yeah. fine, but by the end he's like everyone's grandpa. Yeah, his redemption arc was super weird. It, it, really... it just like a f- switch that flipped, and that poor kid who like the was his Avenger? actual son. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, not not his literal son, but the one who was like should have, the, been, his should have been his son the whole time, who did all the things that his son should have done, and who. Loved him the way that his oh, son should yeah. have, and then they just like toss that out, and he's like, "Yeah, but I got my real son, <laughs> well, who's and, a jerk, and, and I, he, everybody hates him." And he's like a mentor to the last Airbender too, <laughs> the like, little kid. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Right. Like that yeah. somehow, like that somehow happens. Like it, it was like the he turns into a bizarre out of nowhere, because I mean he he didn't like the because the the guy who should have been his son was yeah. a Native American, right? And, he, and that was I think what kept him from. Treating him like a son or whatever. Yeah, but then oh, you think it was a race thing? Well, I think so. Yeah. And then, and then the last Airbender kid was also kind of dark skinned. Yeah. So, but 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 he's totally fine with him. I can't remember the kid's name. Noah something. Yeah. Or right. But like, um, yeah. So it was just it was confusing and it was 
very dissatisfying. Let's yep. be honest. He didn't expect the little kid to survive, so he's like, <laughs> "I'll he's shower like, you with he's whatever." Like, Here, here. I'll, you take this knife. I'll just get it back later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> off your dead body. Yeah, and then uh, Stacy Keenan, uh, the lead in <laughs> in, in Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, uh, she's a stalker. Yeah, we thought she was the villain for, like, half the movie. I think she's supposed to be, like, a maiden in distress. Yes. I don't know. Like, you. So if you you flip the script and that's a a boy doing that to women, it's a completely different movie that's probably already been made. Yes. (laughs) What's interesting about hers is, like, all of the other ones, they're supposed to be, like, we want them to be a likable lead. Right. The good guy. Whereas with Lisa, we wanted her to actually be the bad guy. Well, yeah, everything like, she that's was doing what we made were her the bad guy. Right? Except for straight up murder, like yeah, right. She she felt creepier than the bad guy. Yeah, is we, that is that because we're parents? Is that why we're projecting that on, or is it just because I don't know? I mean, I just written? remember fully expecting her to join up with that guy. Yeah, yeah. and they were just gonna be uh, Bonnie and Clyde, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and it would have been better that way. All right. Uh, let's vote. Okay. One, two, three. All right. It looks like the winner is Stacy Keenan from Lisa. And here's an honorary mention. Here's the What Were They Thinking Award. And this one goes out to George Lucas for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Because what was he really thinking that this script or this idea of the aliens and all that would Interdimensional beings, not aliens. Sorry, would work for the Indiana Jones universe. I mean, come on. So, you guys know I've been trying out this new drink called magic mind and yeah. and this was a little bit inspired by by this drink i've been trying out over the course of this season which is designed and formulated to help increase focus and productivity with ingredients such as matcha and lion's mane uh turmeric ashwagandha all sorts of good stuff, and I've really liked it. And as we've watched various movies, it's definitely been a thing where I've been like, you know, these guys could have, they could have been could drinking it have some magic saved mind. Indiana Jones and the and so the, qu- skull? the question is, could Magic Mind have saved the Indiana Jones franchise and could have made it just, yeah, could have made it better than the Last Crusade? Made it more clear. And just Definitely. made it more clear. Yeah. And listeners, remember that we have a special discount for you. If you go to magicmind.com and you type in exceptional20, uh, and you'll get the special discount. Okay, and our next category is Best Villain. And the nominees are Rhinestone with the Club Promoter. Last action hero, Benedict. Stars and bars, the entirety of the South. Beastmaster with Mayax. All right, what do you guys think? (laughs) 
Oh, uh, well, Freddy Ugo was pretty over the top in Rhinestone. I mean, yeah. He You're was... talking about Mr. F.U.? Yes, yeah. he had F.U. on, on his... Uh... Monogrammed on his robe? <laughs> yeah, and on his door to his, his place. And I think everybody wore that at, at the club, too, right? It was yeah. his initials or something. And uh, he t- did that bet with Dolly Parton to sleep with her. I mean, that was the whole point of the The whole point the of the movie. whole movie. He was just so sleazy and slimy. And then yeah. the whole ending oh. scene where he goes to her, her apartment and... It's just, yeah, he was bad. Trying to cash yeah. in. So right. would, an, would an honorable mention in this category from Rhinestone be the hecklers at the club? Oh. <laughs> um, in the, at the end? With all think, the... Well, we kind of related to those yeah, hecklers, right. though, right? Yeah. Unless they were in on the joke and they knew what the payoff was going to be. Right. In which case, yes, they are villains. <laughs> what do you guys think about Benedict? Uh, he is so great. Yeah. I mean... Last Action Hero, I mean, he's supposed to be kind of cartoonish and very evil. And uh, is his name Charles Dance? Uh, yes. The, the actor? So isn't he also like the head of the Lannister family? Yes. So he's great as that. He's just so great. He's like, a he, good villain. He's got the, vil- he got the villain voice down. Mm-hmm. He's got that. He's got the... The, the, the eyeballs. The fake, yeah. the false eyes that yeah. are always bombs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my My problem with him is that he's such a good villain and the movie itself is kind of a it's, it's a, a satire it's a send it's, up yeah. you know it's like it's funny but he could be like a legit villain true, even though he is true. over he's he, over the top in there a little bit but he could just be a regular villain in a regular action movie yeah and, weirdly he was the most grounded character in that entire movie yeah absolutely and i would have bought him as a true like action bad guy mm-hmm. in any movie and i think he would have done fantastic yeah well, i would i would argue that the kid dan the kid's name is danny right yeah yeah he's pretty grounded because he's the only one that knows what's really going on right and, sure and he acts like a regular teenager though benedict yeah, but, figures it out too yeah, and it's because he's a good villain that's right any good any villain worth his salt will figure out he's in a movie and, then... <laughs> and the best way to win is to go kill the actor who portrays yeah, the... Is, is to escape the movie yeah bring back lots of villains i mean come on yeah <laughs> that's true uh what about uh stars and bars <laughs> georgia the whole cell i would also say new york yeah right <laughs> and w- i guess what was the hotel what was the theme that was like the west it was it native was americans like, it yeah, was so like arizona oh yeah no because they were like Utah. dressed in uh like civil war gear like blue well, union soldiers everything about that was just like so bad because there's the scantily dressed women in like kind of native american right. entire yeah. talking about <laughs> drinks are flowing and... at the reservation yes. <laughs> oh man it was like everything, course, everything, that hotel was in the south everything about that was politically incorrect was so bad yeah or maybe uh and what about Mayax. Beastmaster? Mayax, he's fantastic. Ooh. Riptorn is just a you tra- gotta love he's him. Scary. A treasure. He throws a little kid in the fire. Yeah. Twice. He, he's pretty hardcore. I mean he's just evil. Yep. And he had like really bad dental hygiene too. Oh man, his teeth were so bad. Yeah. Well, so was everyone else's. <laughs> and his big big nose. He had like a prosthetic on. Yeah. That's right. He did have the nose yeah. in that the whole time. That's how you know someone's evil. They've got a big schnoz. <laughs> it's a big, big schnoz. False eyes that are bombs. Yeah. You're Southern descri- accent. You're describing Squidward right now. 
All right. Any other comments before we vote? All right. Let's do our, our vote in three, two, one. Ooh. Oh, that was a solid BM. And the BM goes to Mayax of Beastmaster. And the next category is Most Exceptionally Bad Parenting. And the nominees are Lisa's Mom from Lisa. Uh, from the movie All About Steve, The Parents of the Death Kids. <laughs> from Stars and Bars, uh, the fiance, what's her name? Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. <laughs> uh, from Last Action Hero, Danny's Mom. Danny's Mom. And from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, forget about whatever that's called. Uh, in well, Mutt's parents. Yeah, the Joneses. The Joneses. <laughs> All right. So uh, these are exceptionally bad parents, so they didn't do a great job of being parents, and it's to the point of being exceptionally bad. <laughs> so I, I got to throw my hat in for Lisa. Okay. Um. At some point, <laughs> like, at some point, you know, like, I get it was the 80s and, you know, the fact that they had to have those PSAs that were like, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your kids are? Right. Like, everybody was doing that. But if you are scouting around your daughter's room, making sure she doesn't have any drugs or anything, <laughs> and you come across a three inch thick binder <laughs> full of voyeur shots of random people from the sheet from street with hearts all over them. And like their phone number and, and all of license their details. plate number and, and yeah and like a wedding announcement looking yeah you start to question is my daughter a secret PI or is there something seriously wrong with her and we need to get her checked she's a blackmailer yeah. an extorter yeah <laughs> yeah just to balance that out I'll just play devil's advocate on that one she I remember us relating to her as a parent a lot and one of the the trials she was having with her teenager. <laughs> And she was a single mom, so yeah. she was doing the best she could. But I get it. She was Lisa was a mess, right? Lisa had some issues. Yeah. And um, and if she had not taken that phone, they would have been fine. So that's true. That's on that's the mom. what that, that was, was the, the thing. That was the parenting. They would have been fine. They even point that out in the movie. She's yeah. like, "Call the cops! I can't. You took my phone." <laughs> and then it was like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> It's true. All right. So, you got me there. I think I'm going to just stand up for Indy here. Okay. Because he's just following in the tradition of Henry Jones Sr., who was That's... also a bad father. So oh. it's, like, it's like generational trauma. I, yeah. I, I got to come to his defense, though. He literally did not know he had a child. I agree. That's what I was going to say. Until he was dying in quicksand. He That's was right. The, he was the obvious absent father, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was stuck in a in a relationship and stuck in quicksand <laughs> it's true it's true uh let's see what about the the mom in stars and bars oh. <sighs> yeah so she just lets daniel day is... lewis take she doesn't just no, let no, no. him she kind of makes him she makes yeah. him take her 16 year old daughter to the south to on his trip on his to... art appraising trip yeah well and she's just kind of she, the mom should know that this this daughter is a little like independent and just would I mean, do whatever. It, and the daughter actually manipulated the mom into right. sending her on this trip. Yeah. It was, was the daughter's. Of... And then Daniel Day Lewis doesn't do anything to yeah. supervise this this 
you we know, spend Martha, more than Martha half the Plimpton's movie Martha character at yeah, all wondering where the heck did she go and she gets she, a boyfriend and who knows what she yeah. is up to and potentially gets engaged yes while people are dying in the house yep it was it was just shocking like how yeah. little she wasn't calling and checking in on her daughter yep she didn't care for weeks on end it was crazy it was a wonderful father. and what about those deaf children that fell in that so <laughs> i mean where were the parents where there was the not parents? one adult around them there, there wasn't mean, a teacher wasn't, there wasn't anyone wasn't there was just a field a trip of some sort it was it was a field trip but I have to question... A field trip where they drop them off in the middle of a field. <laughs> I'm just starting to wonder, how would it's they even know... It's a field trip. <laughs> how would they even know that they fell in the sinkhole? There was no adults around. There were... So there were adults. They but heard that was them they, signing. They were yelling at them, but obviously they're deaf kids. Oh, they didn't hear. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like... <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> And that's what that's what the leaders yelled at those children, but it did not work because they were deaf. But if you are the parents of these kids, I feel like you'd want a little better supervision than to be like, "Yes, kids, go run off towards the the pop up circus." You know. Yeah. I mean, I can't fault him for the pit because, like, I mean, yeah, nobody knew. It's not like <laughs> no, the parents right? knew that. We can was... only make fun because this is a really a made up movie. It's not. Yes, real. right. It's not a real. And these thing. characters are so ridiculous that it's just, it's well, just crazy. And the fact that the kids were deaf sets up one of the better punchlines. And <laughs> that when she's stuck down in the pit, there's still a little girl down there, yeah. and the little girl is even signing like, "Man, you talk a lot." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True, right? True. She was she was annoying. She was talking so much. She was even annoying the little deaf kid. Yeah. All right. What about Danny's mom? What about last Danny's action mom? hero? Yeah. Tell, oh, tell from, us about Danny what, from last action hero. Okay. Wait, is this a therapy session? <laughs> so Danny's mom again. It's the eighties. Yeah. So you know. Okay. Latchkey kids mm-hmm. leave them at home, but. The neighborhood that they live in, like so he's, rough. He literally opens the door. Oh, that's right. And I people forgot about kick that. Kick in the door the moment, like. But it's already got that board that's like diagonal. Yeah. So you have to like wedge the door closed. Like, like you know they already that... knew it was a rough neighborhood. It wasn't yeah. a surprise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh man. Like go be homeless in Kansas somewhere. Like you should not be living in a rental. In that neighborhood, yeah. right? You're asking for trouble. You I mean, know, I think if I would have seen that when I was a kid, I probably would have been traumatized and like terrified that somebody was just going to knock yeah. down my door and rob my house while I'm in it. It was that would scare me. It was like something out of Death Wish. Well, and yeah. she also was aware that he was regularly hanging out with an old man <laughs> in a movie. theater yes. alone. The right. rundown old movie theater. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they met, and you know, she's like, "Yeah, I can trust Jerry, right. the film projectionist." But I know he's got magic tickets. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he looks like Santa Claus. I mean, yeah, he looks right. Like Mr. He kind of does. He looks like the nice grandpa guy. All right, so let's vote on exceptionally oh, bad parenting. This is a hard one, guys. The uh, nominees are Lisa's mom, uh, the deaf kids' moms from All About Steve. Stars and Bars, the mom, uh, Danny's mom and Last Action Hero, and Indiana Jones, or the Joneses. One, two, three. Ooh. Ooh. It's close. 
the BM award goes to the mom from Stars and Bars, Lori Metcalf. The category is Best Use of an Animal Actor in a Film. The nominees are The Bear in Without a Paddle, The Cats in Catwoman, All the Animals in Beastmaster, The CGI Monkeys in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of, and the, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, The Cat Police Officer in Last Action Hero, and an honorable mention, Beast in X-Men <laughs> The Last Stand. <laughs> Okay, so who this wants? This seems wrong somehow. <laughs> okay, so who wants to who wants to start with the uh, the bear in without a paddle? Like, oh, I, I think Ben should. Do yeah. That. yeah. So <clears throat> the bear in without a paddle. As a reminder, uh, they are taking the canoe trip down, and they've stopped for lunch or for camp, I guess, and they're eating, and then a bear shows up, and uh, he. <laughs> Well, they keep giving him like terrible advice. Yeah, that's right. So the uh, the one guy says, "Oh, I used to be a, a tra- uh, what do you call it? A guide. I used to be a guide." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, they they do this whole thing about fishing anyway." Uh, the bear comes up, and there's little Seth Green, and the bear comes up to him, and the guy's yelling. Play dead, play dead. And so, oh, go in the fetal position. So he goes into the fetal position. He's like, abort! No, get out of the fetal position, whatever. <laughs> Next thing we see, the bear is walking around and he's holding Seth Green by like his belt loop or by a wedgie yeah. or something and carrying him. And he's just still in the fetal position, like this little ball just being dragged around. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, he thinks it's his baby. <laughs> takes it back to his own little nest. Oh, it was so funny. So funny. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to talk about the cats in Catwoman? So there were so many cats in this movie. I, I the, the, there's that one scene where she goes to visit the lady that's kind of the cat lady. Yeah. And her whole house is full of these cats. She used to be a professor. Now she's a crazy cat woman. I yeah. know a lot of them were real cats, but it seemed like there were some CGI CG. cats. Yeah. Or maybe in some of the other scenes where... Halle Berry's character is killed. Oh yeah, and they all like you know that do the CGI thing and then give her the find breath, her and body, yeah. breathe, and it just you know there were a lot of felines in this yeah. movie. Isn't the magic cat fully CG? The, it was the one the that stands cat? on her. Yeah, the one that gives her powers, the Egyptian god cat or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, Mew or whatever it's called. Meow meow. I don't know. <laughs> Mew too. <laughs> High five. Nerd alert. <laughs> That's where you have the crossover of Catwoman and Detective Pikachu. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so this was Ben's pick. But, um, most of us loved it, but Beastmaster. Oh, yeah, it was, it was actually oh, Grant's, it was Grant's pick. pick. Yes. I just happen to love it as well. It's secretly Ben's favorite movie, <laughs> unbeknownst to us until that episode, but... Um, no, like, I mean, it's called Beastmaster. You'd expect the animals to be good. And they were fantastic, yep. especially the the ferrets. Kodo and Poto. Yeah, yep. they were so well-trained. And, yep. like, I mean, if you can train a ferret to go steal 
some co-ed's swimsuit so that they have nothing to wear so you can perv on them. Like, that's some high-level training. Like, I don't know how you were able to train those animals and not be arrested. So, right. top-tier training for those guys. <laughs> to be fair to the movie, though, there were some issues with the bear. That's what I was going to yeah. yeah. There was some problems there. Oh, like, during the filming of yes. the... Yeah. Yeah, the Russian... <laughs> The, I, I think, yeah, it was a Russian bear who mauled the, the bear the handler. <laughs> yeah. They dragged him off and then brought in a different bear who I think was better. Was, and that was the same scene where they had the, the young boy. The young boy. And it was, it was very obvious yeah. that they were two bears, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 What about the dog? He didn't get a lot of love because no, yeah, he died. gets shot and drags him to safety, oh, though he yeah. saves his life. Like, I totally forgot With about an that arrow because he dies. In him. He dies so early in the movie, but that was like his first beast. Yeah. yeah. I felt more for his death than I did for Captain Kirk's death. Yes. And that says something. Like, yep. That dog was top tier, too. Well, yep. That's why he was not listed as underwhelming death scene. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was the, very whelming. That was, that was, that was a heroic That was the death. emotional punch death scene. Yeah. <laughs> very whelming. The, t- the tiger did a great job wearing that, wearing wearing that, that black the purple. Guy. Yeah, the yeah. black. That's right. Well, and the, the bird. Yep. That they could train that bird to not eat the ferrets. <laughs> actually, that's a, in fact, that's actually true. All of the all of the None other of the animals, animals killed each other. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean that we know of. <laughs> How many kodos and podos were there? <laughs> Just on set, they were known as like seven and sixteen. <laughs> okay, the last couple of categories. So you've got the CGI monkeys in Indiana Jones. I think we mentioned because it's such a maligned scene. Mm-hmm. Of, of Shia LaBeouf swinging with these monkeys, yeah, and then the cat in Last Action Hero, he's a cartoon police officer cat voiced by Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's great, and he's he's Danny DeVito. I mean, he's only, he's only in it at a couple of scenes. That movie is so full of cameos. Yes, yeah. Um, so it's just, I mean, even the ghost of Humphrey Bogart's in it. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in black and white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so it was. It was fun to see him, and he does kind of play a small role, like towards the end. But like, so because he's an animal, we we mentioned we put him in the category. Um, are you guys ready to vote? Did you have any other thoughts? I feel like maybe I just still talking there. No, I think no. That, I think you covered it. All right, so we've got uh, without a paddle, Catwoman, Beastmaster, Indiana Jones, and Last Action Hero. Not for me. <laughs> this is remember. This is not exceptionally bad use of this is this, is this is best, this is best use, use of animal <clears throat> actor. So. Okay, you guys ready to vote? I'm ready. All right, one, two, three. Okay, and the BM award goes to Beastmaster. That's what I'm talking about. All right, and our next category is funniest single scene in a movie. And, you know, this is a new category, but we're, there were a lot of really amazing, fun uh, scenes that, we were, that were nominated this, this season. So our first nomination is uh, the Hamlet scene from Last, Last Action Hero, where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing Hamlet. Uh, the second nominee is, without a paddle, the naked spooning scene. Yes, the naked spooning scene. We'll discuss that more in a moment. Uh, the third nominee is All About Steve, where the kids... 
and the winner is the kids falling in a sinkhole. I just keep reliving that in my mind. <laughs> and the fourth nominee is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The quicksand scene. The quicksand scene. We'll discuss that again too after the laughter. So we're gonna have a lot of mess ups and laughter and uh, okay. it's, this is gonna be fun. So let's. Who wants to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Nate's got to take this playing one. Hamlet. Okay, so the the setup for this scene is perfect. Um, Danny is in class. He's in his English class, and they're learning about Hamlet. Um, and you'll remember that it's. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, we're 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 just this, this is so good that it's making us thirsty. It's time for an ad break. <laughs> yes. Lawrence Olivier's Lawrence Olivier's widow yes. is the teacher. Yeah, um, and she's talking, and it, and they're showing the movie of Lawrence Olivier's Hamlet, and Danny drifts off, um, and it's in in his imagination, you've got uh, his favorite action Jack hero. Slater, yeah. the, the character Jack Slater, as Hamlet, and so it's uh, it's a bunch of like Arnold Schwarzenegger one liners, but set in Hamlet. As an action movie, <laughs> and everything about it, it's the the color scheme. It's in black and white. It's like kind of. Yeah. It's kind of like that super <clears throat> dramatic. It's kind well, of black and white, kind of bluish black and white. Yeah. But but then some things like when he's on the horse, that's in color. Oh yeah. right, and uh, and just he says to be or not to be, but it's not that. It's some. You know, you know he says to be or not to be. And then he's like not to be, and he throws like a thing of dynamite <laughs> yeah, and it blows up, up blows up the castle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Claudius, you killed my father. Big mistake. <laughs> he's smoking, and then he's got he's like two a cig- Uzis and he's just oh, and like he's, shooting yeah. everyone. And he's got a cigar. Yes. <laughs> he lights the cigar when he's like... And then the guy, the Polonius is like, oh, fair prince. And he's like, who said I was fair? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It, that whole movie. sequence is gold. It, oh, it's... I, I, I feel it's one of the best things ever put in cinema. It was that... Yeah. And I don't know how long that is, like two, three minutes, but yeah. it's so great. Tops, yeah. Oh, no, it's like 30 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's, it's short. Yeah, or a minute, maybe. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, maybe a minute. It's, yeah. But it's hilarious. It is. It's fantastic. Okay, our, our next nominee is Without a Paddle. Why don't you talk about that one? And there's the naked spinning scene. So, uh, this was your guilty <laughs> it pleasure, It was my correct? guilty pleasure, yeah. Um, J- just the scene. <laughs> I think it's my guilty pleasure. Yeah. So, I had seen this movie before, yeah. and this was the highlight, and it still is for me. So, they get to a point where they're in the woods, and they're running from... The drug dealers. The drug dealers, and, you know, women with hairy armpits. And, and bears. And bears and just all this. And they get, they basically lose their clothes. They're just down to their whitey tidies, basically, or their underwear, their boxers. The four guys uh, that are on this camp trip. And it starts to rain. And they're, like, trying to find a cave or somewhere to keep warm. They're freezing. They don't know what to do. And they just start getting closer and closer to each other where until they're well, like they, they're kind of a, have, have got that pose of where you're like kind of your shoulders are hunched they're just kind of grabbing they're, their junk and just like trying to individually stay warm they're right. trying to and they want to get out of the rain so they, they find this like little alcove in the side of a, a you know it's not even a cave but no, they're, it's just a little overhang yeah, yeah and they're just kind of they look at each other and they're like 
they're all freezing and they realize that they just need to like share body, body heat. heat and warmth but they're all pretty much um, practically naked so they're <laughs> they decide to just spoon all four of them in a row and you <laughs> and it's playing romantic music <laughs> and it's it's almost like one of those meet cute kind of scenes where like the shoulders rub and they're like oh that's nice and then <laughs> And then it just evolves into three grown men spooning half naked under a rock. Oh, was it three men or four men? I think it's it was three, three right? Okay, yeah. three. You're okay. So it's just it's so it's perfect. so funny. It's so perfect and funny. All right, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, the next scene is Ben should uh, talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, All I need to talk Steve, about this, but the thing is, every ki- time I think about it, I start the laughing. kids falling into a sinkhole. <laughs> okay, so this is a movie that is a romantic comedy, and uh, we are all focused on Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper and things that are going on. And well, we we also have to say like. All of the the stories that they're following are absurd. Yeah, they're like, absurd. One natural, of them is like natural, cut the arm off the baby, the, right, extra, the third yeah. arm off the baby, or whatever. The third leg, right. or oh, third leg, yeah. third, third leg. leg. Yeah. So then there there is uh, the scene opens up and there's a bunch of are they deaf or blind? They're deaf. Deaf kids. They're deaf kids. Yeah. A bunch of deaf kids at a fair. And they're in this field, and they're all like, yay, we get to go to the field. And they just start running across this field, and then it just, a, a sinkhole just opens up right in front of them, and they all fall in. You, it's the last thing you expect to happen. And, and you can tell by our reactions that we found it funny. It's so absurd. It's kind of like, almost like the Monty Python things, yes. where it's just like, somebody's going around, around and a giant foot comes out of right, heaven and exactly. stomps people. Like, yes. it was that level, but with... <laughs> and, and I think it was, it was intentionally funny. Yes. The, the way it was the timing and everything, and it was just... It, there's no doubt it was the, intentionally funny. The kids are not funny. hurt. No. But it is funny. It just sets because up you're the like, rest of the movie where there's yes. a... Uh, newscast that's going on about rescuing these kids yes. but it's just like such it's out sh- of left field it's a yes. shock it's kind of a shock laugh yeah yes well and what's funny is you learn later they're like 40 feet down this yeah. thing. So, like, <laughs> the fact that the story is like a dozen deaf kids fell 40 feet down I mean, a sinkhole into water like an old mine shaft or something um and then doesn't Sandra Bullock just run? In? She, so she runs and falls in. She falls in. She's like, she sees Bradley Cooper and she's running towards him because he's across it reporting at the edge of the sinkhole. And she and he's like, no, no. And she's like, I'm here. And then she just falls. I feel like you've all found your cheese. Pops. And then, uh, but then Charles Hayden Church dives in because yes. he wants to be the reporter that gets like the most close to the action. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, all man. right, that's nominee number three. So the last nominee is from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and this is the one enjoyable scene in this travesty of a movie. But it's the scene where uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, falls in gets in some quicksand and he needs to get out well it, this move this scene is hilarious uh he find this is where he finds out that mutt is his son and this is when he starts yelling at even though he was 
very encouraging to Mutt earlier. He says, Mutt, you need to get, you, get, get your get, life in order. Get yeah. back in college right now. What are you doing not going to college? <laughs> and um, and then it top it off. Uh, they're, they're trying, they, they can't get a rope to get him out. So the only thing that they can find <laughs> is this giant python that he, you know, we know, everyone knows that Indiana Jones is afraid of one snakes. thing. And yes. that one thing is snakes. Commitment. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe, maybe a couple things. And, uh, they're like, grab the snake. He's like, no, I can't do it. It's just. Call it a rope for me. <laughs> just tell me to grab the rope. <laughs> and it's just one of those very hilarious scenes yes, where he has to grab the funny. snake but pretend that it's a rope to get out. So, anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, those are our nominees. And this is probably going to be the most difficult category it is actually, of the night to vote for. Despite my laughter at that. That was not the one that I expected to be laughing at. Yeah, so the category, again, is the funniest single scene in a movie. And the first one is the Hamlet scene from Last Action Hero. Uh, the naked spooning scene from Without a Paddle. Uh, the kids falling in a sinkhole in All About Steve. And the quicksand scene from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Are you ready to vote? Yes. Yeah. Great. One, two, three. Oh, it's a tie. All right, Danny. All right, so it's going to come down to Danny doing the tie break, and it's up to two votes for Hamlet and two votes for Naked Spooning. Oh, man. So I'm going to vote number one, the Hamlet. I just, they, all of this is amazing, but that's what I'm going to go with. Too much lived trauma with naked spooning. These were naked spooning is just too close to home. <laughs> <You> were, <laughs> these were all really. This was strong probably the toughest category. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, and the BM award goes to Last Action Hero for the Hamlet scene. There comes a time in the season where. Something happens that you maybe can't have a full award category, but it really needs to be mentioned. And in this case, we have a special award this season called the Are They Lovers or Siblings? Or Both Award. And the the Lover Sibling Award goes out to Ashton Kutcher and Jennifer Garner's characters in Valentine's Day. For we spent the better part of the movie wondering, are they brother and sister? Are they friends? Are they love interest? Uh, it was... They get together at the end. We're still not quite sure. Yeah, still not 100% sure. <laughs> they have different dads. That's all I'm going to say. You read into that whatever you want. <laughs> Congratulations on your weird, weird relationship. <laughs> all right. Our next category is Wasted Characters in a Movie. And the nominees are uh, Jake Johnson's character in The Mummy, uh, Sam Rockwell's character in Cowboys and Aliens, uh, Indiana Jones in, or Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, Rebecca Romaine, or, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot her character's name. Thank you, Mystique in The Last Stand, or... The entire cast of Valentine's Day. Those are our nominees. Let's discuss. 
Uh, let's get back to Jake Johnson in The Mummy. Any thoughts on him? I think we talked about that he would have been better as the lead. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. And that his he, he was... He was likable. He was likable. Mm-hmm. He was the weird comic relief that didn't really fit, but he. But I wanted to see more of him in this movie. Yeah. He he stole any scene he was in, mm-hmm. even alongside Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise, which you wouldn't right. expect, but he had more presence yep. and more character. And on it screen. wasn't even just his humor. It was just like he was likable and Tom Cruise was so unlikable in yeah. this movie, his character. Well, luckily, even though he, they killed off the character, shock alert, um, he still remained in the movie. Like he yeah. did come back a little bit, but yeah, he was, he wasn't in it enough, Mm-mm. right? There's... I would I would have liked to see more of him. Like I think we talked about like if we were like script doctors or whatever, right. what we would have done with the film is flip the roles. It's like yep. he he would play even even if it was just a straight flip of the people. Oh, like, yeah, right. just switch yeah. Like, yeah. him he as the lead. main character, it, as the lead, it would have yeah. it would have given a different flavor and he would have been more likable and you would have been like I kind of want to see where he goes as this mummy character or whatever happens to him. Do you think that's because the, the character from the original mummy, not the original mummy, but like Brendan Fraser, the, the Brendan Fraser mummy was more charismatic, more funny, yeah. more, more like know. Jake Johnson. In yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. yeah. So my thoughts of, about Tom Cruise is this is that he didn't know what he was. He didn't yeah. like as the actor, right. he didn't know what he, how he I mean, was supposed to play it. Like, yeah. He didn't know if he was supposed to be. Should I be running right now? Should I be running, or should I be running right now? Well, you know when he's in the. Do you remember the scene where he's at the bar and someone's trying to talk to him, and he's like, "Uh huh, uh huh, yeah, yeah," and he, he that scene solidified for me that like he didn't know what he was what yeah. to do with the, and he kept as yeah. this character. He kept making selfish choices through the whole thing, so he was just not even. Wait a second, Tom Cruise in the bar scene. Are you talking about cocktail? <laughs> I'm talking about rhinestone. Um, oh. I'm confused. You know that scene where he hits that volleyball and he spikes it into Iceman? Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 He was really good in that. Wait, are we talking X-Men now? He was was singing uh, Lost That Lovely Feeling. Yeah. No, but that's like when he goes into the bathroom. I think that's when Jake Johnson first appears as the ghost. Yes. Okay. For a second there, I was in Top Gun. But now, yeah, there's a different bathroom scene. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, well, let's move on to Sam Rockwell in Cowboys and Aliens. Um, who doesn't like Sam Rockwell? Yeah, for and, real. You know, it seems like if he's not in the entire thing, it's what's the point of the movie? And he was so muted. Like, yeah, it's like he just it... played a normal guy. Yeah, he was probably, very forgettable probably character. The, the mellowest portrayal yes. I've seen him do ever. Yeah, we did talk about how that was against his type, and maybe yeah. that he wanted to do something different. But man, it was just such a wasted opportunity to just see Sam Rockwell be Sam Rockwell. Yeah. So, because we did get Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel like... Who was Walton Goggins, Who was too. Walton Goggins, he was very great. much and what I, you expect I, from him. Yeah. This is one of those ones where you felt like you could almost be like, I don't care about the Harrison Ford... <laughs> you were always my favorite. ...thing going <laughs> yeah. on. Like, I want those two to buddy up. Yeah, right. It's, it's, <laughs> Walton Goggins Did you Did Sam you guys Rockwell. see that Lost City movie with, uh, with Sandy B? And, yeah. Yeah. Like when, um, uh, shoot, I'm drawing blanks on the names, but the guide that helps him, oh, shoot, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, and yeah. the, and, oh, yeah, then, yeah. and then and then the other Channing Tatum, and Channing Tatum, like 
when they were their their, their chemistry. Up. Their like, chemistry. I'm like, I'm like, let's get rid of Sandy B. Let's watch a buddy movie yes, with, with these those two, two yes. guys. Yes, so that was true. amazing. Yeah. And too bad I can't remember people's names. <laughs> well, speaking of Harrison Ford, let's move on to Indiana yes. Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <sighs> you know, <laughs> doesn't that groan just tell the story? <laughs> Doesn't that? I, I mean, this is kind of a joke. This this nomination, but maybe there is something to it, yeah. right? What a wasted opportunity! Yeah, of the movie. Like I feel like Harrison Ford did his best with whatever with the script. Or I mean, whatever. he was Indiana Jones through the whole thing. He There's was, no question. Yeah, it's just the but movie it didn't wasn't. It wasn't like, his fault that he was wasted. No. That's for sure. I, I think we talked about this. On the episode, but it didn't feel like an Indiana Jones movie. Right. It just felt like a movie that Indiana Jones was in. Right. Because mm-hmm. like even the most, even the Dial of Destiny felt like an Indiana Jones movie. I agree. Yeah, and this felt like a ripoff of a, a thought or some kind of... It's Indiana Jones parody. Universe it, it feels version. like like the Christmas episode of the Wookiee Christmas Star Wars episode. <laughs> Star it's Wars like holiday sure, special. The characters are there, but this is absolutely not Star Wars. Like none of this is canon. <laughs> you know, you say that, but now that now my head's spinning, and I'm thinking that's a good that's a good parallel. Yeah, yeah. it works. Hey, All right, George Lucas, both cases. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. How about um, Rebecca remain in the Last Stand uh, X Men movie? Uh, well, like Sam Rockwell, so, if she's not in every scene, it's not worth. <laughs> so Mystique is one of the best characters. She and, is, and she's pretty strong in X Men too, right? X Two. One, just you can just see all of her abilities and powers and. And uh, what she can do, and in this movie, she's in one or two scenes, and, and that's then gets it. shut down. I mean, she's kind of important to the plot, but yeah. she's not really in it very much, right? And I think that's the problem. She's a set piece, not she's a plot. Device. Her actual character, yeah, yeah. really disappointing. She's the MacGuffin, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I and I think in the episode we talked about how Mystique has such a strong character because she is sometimes good, sometimes bad. She's kind of just. She's like the Catwoman of that. It kind the, of, yeah. Of, of I mean, X-Men. and she's she's following both Magneto and Professor X. Like they both have influence over her, and and uh, you kind of even when she's a villain, you're kind of well, you're terrified of her when she's a villain, but then you're rooting for her when she's you know helping the good guys. She, they could have done so much, but yeah, whatever. I feel like another honorable mention from this movie is Cyclops. Wait, he was in this movie? <laughs> if you blink and you miss him. <laughs> Wait, is that I don't even think you have to blink. <laughs> I don't I don't think he ever actually shows up on screen. I don't screen. think he's ever there. Yeah. No, he he's his there. visor he, shows up. He, he no, he's is. he drives his motorcycle out to the he's lake. He's in a couple he, he's, scenes. He's in he's in a couple minutes of it, but and then he he had to. Leave we don't to, get to see him die, but we get to hear about it. He had to leave to go do Superman Returns. But he, that's he was a whole busy other story. dating a lady with a nail in yeah, her. Yeah, he had to leave. to <laughs> do accidental love. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of val- uh, love, va- the cast of Valentine's Day. I mean, <laughs> the entire cast of Valentine's Day. So yeah. many actors. In the this. cast listing for that on Wikipedia is actually 78% of the entire volume of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still remember watching it. We're like 35, 40 minutes in and we're still being introduced to yeah. characters. Yeah. 
and none of them had satisfying storylines. Ashton Kutcher and Jennifer Garner were the only ones that felt like had a full arc. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were the main. Everyone yeah, else had but... just weird. I was really hoping that that little kid was going to find love. <laughs> well, and I think the most unbelievable part of that movie was Jessica Biel not being able to find a date. Right, yeah. And that being, was infuriating. And being so obsessed with with, with love. I like, know, right? Nobody will. Yeah. I'm just not attractive enough. Oh, <laughs> if only she was creative. If only she worked at the toy factory. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. All right. Well... Uh, let's take a moment to think about our uh, nominees and vote. So first one is Jake Johnson from The Mummy. Uh, number two is Sam Rockwell from Cowboys. Alexa, stop. Oh, Alexa. Sorry. Uh, this is number two is Cowboys and Alien Sam Rockwell. Number three is Harrison Ford from Indiana Jones. And Ms. number four is Mystique or Rebecca Maine from... X-Men Last Stand. Number five is the entire cast of Valentine's Day. <laughs> Are you ready to vote? Yep. Okay, one, two, three, go. Okay. It's not unanimous, but um, the BM Award goes to Sam Rockwell from Cowboys and Aliens. Okay, and our next category is most underwhelming anticlimactic death scene in a movie. And the nominees are Cyclops in X-Men The Last Stand, Captain Kirk in Star Trek Generations, and Jake Johnson's character in The Mummy. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, I, I love that we don't know his character's name. <laughs> the, the zombie guy, right? Like that's how that's how underplayed he was. I think his name was Nick, actually. Remember? Oh, it was. It was the oh. same name as uh, Nick from New Girl. Yeah. So it's Nick something. Oh man. Yeah, that's why because we we keep thinking it's something else. I think it's sad for Cyclops. Well, like he's <laughs> such a pivotal character. His name on IMDb is Sergeant Vale. He doesn't even yeah. have a first name. Well, Tom Cruise's character is Nick. That's yeah. what. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, sorry. He doesn't yeah. even have a first name. <laughs> You've got a last name, guy. His first name is Sergeant, just like Sergeant. Yeah, like Doctor Phil's first name is Doctor. <laughs> um. Okay, what about Cyclops? Like he's a pivotal character. Oh yeah, like the leader of the X Men, and he is like the like king to Jean Grey's queen. queen right and she's the main villain main villain this is a movie about her and he finds out she might be alive he goes off to the uh quarry where she died mm-hmm. alkali lake alkali lake it's like you haven't you. seen x2 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh weird things happen things start to float yeah, and well, then I there's kind of light. He shows up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, which indicates she's probably around because that was one of her powers. And then, we, I don't even think we see them together. No, do no, they? no, that that wakes up uh, Professor X. Is like what? Yeah, that's what we see. He gets there, he sees things floating, and then yeah, Professor X wakes up, and we never see him again. And then we th- we, only we don't know even hear what happened. Well, we only know because Wolverine finds his glasses, his, right? his glasses. visor. Yep. Yeah, it's it's. 
his glass. <laughs> right, because it's a because he's cyclops. a cyclops. Yeah, <laughs> myoptic friend. <laughs> okay, what about glass. Captain Kirk? Glasses. I feel like Captain Kirk had oh, the yeah. most. It's a blast shield. The saddest <laughs> death. This. I mean, he he's like he is Star Trek. Yes, and he gets crushed, right? Like he's he's fought hand to hand combat like nine foot tall alligator people, and he outsmarted Khan, and yes. he gets crushed by a girder. <laughs> like that's the stupidest this thing. This whole movie is leading up to this moment, too. and actually. Yeah. He gets two deaths. Yeah. Right? But the first one is absolutely the lamest. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, talk about take a, like a hero of of TV, of cinema, of yeah. everything, and then just like, okay, that's boring. Yeah. He, he drowned. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah. Um. And okay. then Jake. And then yeah, we mentioned. Jake. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about him already. The Sarge. Yeah. Sergeant Jake. Um, his, yeah. He's. He gets bit by a, a scarab beetle thing. Something. He, yeah. yeah. And then that turns him into a zombie. Yep. And he attacks them on the plane. He attacks Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise is like, don't. He pulls out his gun and he's like, go away. I don't want to shoot you. And then he just shoots him. <laughs> and then yeah. he shoots him again. And that's the end. <laughs> and, and you're just like, oh. It just seemed very anticlimactic. Yeah. And then he has his it's ghost abrupt. zombie moment. Yeah. I'm not super clear. Like how He comes back. It's, his, it's the science the, of that. Yeah. I feel like only Tom Cruise can see him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's American Werewolf in London. So he's seeing his friend who's rotting away. Yeah. Do you think that was really him? Or do you think that was just internalized trauma on tom cruise's part i think you're giving the movie way too much credit <laughs> right Come on. i'm trying i'm trying here <laughs> all right three all choices right. all right okay so again we have x-men last stand for cyclops captain kirk star trek and nick's character from the mummy all right one two three Oh, it's a Ooh, tie, it's a tie. Oh, Danny. No. Bum, bum, bum. Um, Flip a coin. So that was between Cyclops, yeah. Cyclops. or Captain Cyclops Kirk. Kirk. So I was just happy to know that Cyclops was dead because he's one of my least I hate favorite. Cyclops. Because he only has the one eye. No, because I he always thought Wolverine, Wolverine. Gray. I, sh- <laughs> yeah. I always thought they should be together. So I think it's Kirk because it almost like carries not just one movie, but a whole, a whole bunch, a whole every bunch. So that's going to be almost like an entire generation of Star Trek fans. Entire generation. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. So that's going to be mine. All right. Okay. So the most underwhelming anticlimactic death scene. BM award. (laughs) And the BM award goes to Star Trek Generations. <laughs> the next category is Exceptionally Bad Quote. And the nominees are Lisa. Hi, guy. Die Another Day. How much time have you got? Until dawn. What about you? Oh, I'm just here for the birds. Hmm. Ornithologist. Ah, ornithologist, huh? Wow. 
Now there's a mouthful. Last action hero. To be or not to be. Not to be. Catwoman. What can I do for you? White Russian. No ice. Hold the vodka. Hold the Kahlua. Green. Straight up. And the mummy. You even went after Jenny. You shot me. Three times. Yes. Three times, Nick. Okay, the third one was unnecessary. You freaked me out. I panicked. So what do you guys think? Oh, man, a lot of these are really fun. I know you guys were kept quoting a guy from Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. That should should have been the title of the movie. (laughs) Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Uh, For listeners who don't really recall, that's how she would would lead every call she leaves on his voicemail. Yeah. Hey, guy. She's also trying to sound older. Yeah. Um, so I would say any quote from the Hamlet scene yes, in Last Action Hero right. will qualify. It's so great. <laughs> it's just filled with Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners, but they're all Hamlet but related. But they're Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so great. Uh, it will change your life watching yeah. that scene. <laughs> so Bracken, what do you think about Die Another Day? I mean, there was just so many bad puns and... Innuendos. Innuendos. Uh, It was just, it was just, I mean, I know they were making fun and having fun, but I kept thinking when uh, Halle Berry and Pierce Brosnan were on scene and talking to each other that it's like, I mean, did they start busting up and laughing in between or did they have to practice these lines so many times so that they couldn't, so they they wouldn't stop laughing? And even up to the very last scene where, you know, She's she's like telling him to take it out, and it's some diamonds that are in her navel or whatever. Yeah, right. And it just it was just uh, a lot of eye rolls <laughs> yeah. in that in that movie. Even even down to Madonna's dialogue in oh, her gosh. her painful cameo and things like that. It's just there's a lot of quotable scenes in in the movie. Brent, right. what do you think about the mummy? The mummy, like most of. Nick's <laughs> lines were great, right? Uh, Jake Johnson, I, I loved his his whole mo. Like any any time he opened his mouth, I was like, I could listen to that. Um, I think the worst one was probably um, Tom Cruise's character, um, where he's like getting really close with the mummy or something, and he's like, I don't remember the the full quote, but it basically goes, "It's not you, it's me." Yeah. You know, it's not me, it's you. Oh, yeah, 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 right, that's right, what right. he Sorry. says. It's yeah, the reverse. I, yeah, I even screwed expect. it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then, so for Catwoman, it's a bunch of comic book puns. It's cat almost puns. as bad as like Die Another Day in yeah. terms of, but but they're all cat related. Right. It's so rich. Catwoman yeah. is almost everything that leaves her mouth is quotable. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, in either what's what's her all alter. I don't know in this movie. I can't remember it. Patience or patience, fate? patience. Oh, yeah, meow mix. Meow mix. Okay, so are we ready to vote on this oh, one? Let's see. So what are the numbers again? Okay, so Lisa is one. Die another day is two. Last action hero is three. Catwoman is four, and the mummy is five. Uh-huh. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Oh, not a, it was not a unanimous BM. Uh, some dissent there, but the BM goes to <laughs> Last Action Hero. 
The next category is exceptionally bad on-screen chemistry. And the nominees are Rhinestone, Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton's characters. All About Steve, Bradley Cooper and Sandy, Sandra Bullock. Sandy We're on a first-name basis. <laughs> uh, Die Another Day, James Bond and Jinx. And Stars and Bars, Daniel Day-Lewis's character and his fiance Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf, thank you. You could also say his character in All of the South. And All of the South. <laughs> <laughs> or either of the love interests. Okay, uh, what about Rhinestone? Come on. Who... They were so weirdly matched. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. I mean, can you imagine? This movie is so incredible, guys. It's so... The, the, the problem with it is that Dolly Parton has chemistry with everybody, That's right? That's true. Yeah. But yes. then, and come the audience. on. Yeah. But even with Sylvester Stallone, you don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? I, I mean, you buy he, it from her, but not from she him. She <laughs> carries the movie, and he's so off-putting that it's like, uh-huh. yeah. why is she... There's know? no reason for her to have any yeah. chemistry with him. Yeah. It's just, so, it's just a casting... <laughs> like, it just explodes your mind just thinking about it. What were you going to say, Brant? Well, no, I would rather see Dolly Parton and Rocky, you know? Where yeah, right. You're like, hey, Dolly! Yeah, for <laughs> real. <laughs> all right, what about All About Steve? Bradley Cooper and Sandra Bullock, which, I mean, they hook up, but then he spends most of the <laughs> most of the rest of the movie kind of trying to get away from her, and she's kind of stalking him. Kind of. I mean, so yes, yes. They, they, I think they have good chemistry in the in the van <laughs> okay <laughs> where where That's she a good way to say it. but then she kind of goes well, way overboard and yeah. like we dump a little bit on Bradley Cooper's character but like he no. at no point is he like putting anything out there and it's kind of his MO like right. the rest of the time he's like look there's nothing here yeah i mean i think we gave him credit that he was trying to be a nice guy he was trying to let, he, was thing, trying right? to let he wasn't just easy. a, a he, jerk he, he was even sorry go ahead no go ahead i was going to say even in the van like he's he's like oh they're on a date and she like totally just jumps, jumps on him, him. Yeah. yeah and like totally he's like oh okay we're doing out this of nowhere <laughs> like what's going on oh okay i'll go along and then he gets a call and he's like oh we got to leave but from that point on, he's just like, yeah, this is a, she's a mess. It like, was, yeah. it was a weird thing because like, he just wasn't direct. Right. I would say that he was, was yeah. just trying was, to be nice. He was trying to beat around the bush. Like, uh, huh, you know, one of my favorite lines and should maybe been in the quote was like, did Jesus tell you to come here? <laughs> <laughs> and he's dead serious yeah. about it. To That's be, a serious question. To be me. fair for him though, like. He did not expect her to show up across the country right. at, his, at his job. At his job. Well, right. And it was like his coworker that kept egging her on. Right. Yeah. I'm like, Secretly, so he, yeah. He was kind of a victim. So it's a weird it's a weird exceptionally bad chemistry. Like it kind of didn't work, but mm-hmm. I don't know that it was necessarily because it, it was, was also kind of sweet. <laughs> I don't know that it, I mean it was a weird it was a weird thing because it didn't work, but it wasn't but I bet you in a different movie they would have great chemistry. Oh, yeah, the right. actors would. It hit a little too close to home for me when I was in my early twenties. I took a girl on one date, and after that first date, I was you like, "You kept trying to find her." That's all I needed, 
and she was convinced that we were going to get married oh, and wow. kept hanging out. And I was like, look, that, that was fun. But like, so, so I, I'm I sorry. I just little. have a hard time believing that's only happened to you once. <laughs> Usually. Well, no, no. It's only happened to me. <laughs> I, I followed around. a ton of women and they're like, look, no, like <laughs> I swiped no twice. <laughs> All right. Die another day. Double uh, O seven uh and jinx so this is halle berry and uh pierce brosnan who's pierce brosnan is like twice her age for one thing yeah well, he's james bond yeah. like he oozes theoretically oozes charisma yes and no like there was no. nothing it, well the weird thing is i kind of feel like Pierce Brosnan as an actor is a kind a little bit like Dolly in that I think as an actor he just has charisma with I everybody. I agree. Yeah. And, but yeah. it didn't work in this movie. No. Uh, it was the dialogue and, the, and what there were I mean the scenes they didn't have any scenes where they could emotionally connect. Right. Or even for us to emotionally connect as the audience so right, the characters. I f- so okay so this might get me hot water with a lot of Bond fans but I feel like at this point, Bond is kind of moving past the like overtly sexual bonds of the past, where you have characters You're talking about the current Bond characters named yeah. like Octopussy. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but but it was like almost like his interactions with Jinx was like a throwback to that era. But in some ways, it had kind of moved past a little bit. I think it. It also, I think the thing that was weird is to your point, most of the Bond girls bond women whatever they were like the maidens in distress yeah right? they it was like a complete power differential whereas this one i think they were trying to be like look jinx is hardcore too and is a bond in her own she's right she's the Do u.s I mean? bond right and i think that was probably the thing that was weird because then it was like you know she can be both yeah. <laughs> i'm a strong confident woman and i can kill people and i'm a maiden in distress <laughs> <laughs> this was his last outing as james bond so yeah. i mean he had done a, you know a previous one with michelle yo where she's very strong mm-hmm. a character female lead too um but yeah there's just there were a lot of throwbacks we talked about this in the episode there were a lot of throwbacks to the previous bonds because this was like the 25th I think the 20th outing or there was a some some kind anniversary. Of anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they were referencing all the prior bond movies in one way or another, very nostalgic, but just not up to what the other movies had been. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to follow Michelle. Yo, I mean, yeah, she can do no wrong. Yeah. We love Michelle. Yo. So yeah. Daniel day Lewis and his fiance. <laughs> okay. In Stars and Bars. Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. Uh, we meet her fairly early on, and we meet her daughter, and they have the. He even comes over to her house, and until the very end, we didn't really even understand what their relationship was. Right. We were like, are they. Is he just like helping his boss out to like keep his daughter occupied, or helping. Is he. Is this like. Because uh, they make a big deal about him being from England and being in the United States. Is he just like 
helping out, like a nanny kind of thing. Or was she like his green card wife? Right, or whatever, and, yeah. And, well, I, and I even read it different. I read it as like workplace harassment, and it was oh, like... That, I she have, was harassing him, yeah, right? Where yeah, where he's like, I kind of have to go along with this because, because this is my boss's daughter. daughter. Yeah. And so I'm going on a work trip, and my boss's daughter is, you know, the boss's niece yeah. is wants to go, so I'm kind of stuck. Have you guys seen Uncle Buck? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Laurie Metcalf's character is the same in that movie as it is in this movie, where she's just like very um, workplace inappropriate type, oh, very yeah. aggressive, mm-hmm. yeah. sexually aggressive. And yeah, we didn't get that at first, that like they were in a relationship. Yeah, it was... Cause there he, was nothing well, cause that he never said treats that they it like were, he feels right. awkward. He's like, "This is weird." It never feels like he's in on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I got the impression that it was like maybe he met her and that's how he got his job, and now he's kind of stuck in this situation. Yeah, I, look, right? I can understand how that happened. I can't remember if I've told the story, but my mom is British. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a language barrier. <laughs> when she first moved to the states, she was very popular because she would tell guys to come knock me up sometime. <laughs> Which means, come visit my knock house my and knock on my yeah. door, not what the American version of that means. So, maybe he was just being polite, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to come to your house all the time. Wow, I feel like that should be a whole hour-long podcast. That we'll talk about just, that. Yeah. Just shared with us, just yeah. like nonchalantly in two yeah. seconds. Yeah, we, we gotta... Okay, wow. We'll unpack that later. Uh... <laughs> All right. Oh, well, let's great. let's I, vote on this. Just oh, yeah, one more thing. Ahead. I mean, we we discussed all these possible scenarios about their relationship in the in Stars and Bars, and I keep thinking they're all still very plausible. Like we still don't understand. Yes, that's what true. What was going on in that movie, <laughs> which is so like interesting. even when yeah, they all could be true. Like he really isn't into her, or maybe they it, it is a green card thing, or. They were never engaged, or maybe they that, were engaged. That, or... You know, there was a part when she she shows up at the hotel, and they, her and Joan Cusack, run into each other, and yes. she's like, "I'm his fiance." And then later on, he's like, "It's not what you think. It's not like that." And it's like, "Oh wait, maybe, maybe she thinks they're engaged, but he's never actually proposed <sighs> to her." And th- like looking back at knows? that scene, there has to be something there because otherwise, I'd be like, "Why is my boss here?" Yeah. Right? Like, he acts as if he's doing something inappropriate when right. she shows up True. and finds another woman. Yeah. But, like, if my boss showed up and, yeah. you know, I I've mean, got. There, somebody he there. did have her daughter, yeah, too. Yeah, there has to be something with, with him having her daughter yeah, on the trip. I, yeah, I don't know. We're still. It's such a head scratcher. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. almost tempted to get the book <laughs> and read the book to see if that helps <laughs> solve any of the problems. It's going to make it worse. <laughs> so. A reminder that the category is exceptionally bad, not bad. It's <laughs> exceptionally yep. bad. Chemistry. Okay. And so, uh, one more time, the candidates are Rhinestone, All About Steve, Die Another Day, and Stars and Bars. Everybody have your vote. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. This is a tough one. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. It's not that hard. Apparently, <laughs> it is. It, apparently, it it's very close. hard. It that is close. a unanimous uh, hard BM. And the winner is... Um, I don't even know which one that was. Number, <laughs> number, number one. Number one. I have to look. Right. 
rhinestone. Oh, and the winner is uh, rhinestone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and, and, and the, the BM award. Oh, no. The hard BM. And the hard BM goes to rhinestone. And the next category is repeat offenders. So repeat offenders um, are the movie, or sorry, the actors and actresses who showed up in multiple movies. We had a lot of those, actually. Um, There was a ton of uh, uh, cameos. Yeah. And um, just weirdly, a lot of bad movies that good actors were in. Um, So the nominees are Harrison Ford, Halle Berry, James Marsden, Patrick Stewart, and Jessica Biel. So what do we what do we think about Harrison Ford? So he was the bad guy in um, Cowboys, Cowboys and the Aliens, and then obviously was Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. I mean, it, we've talked about how his character in Cowboys and Aliens was kind of uh, like his arc was not realistic. It was like an abrupt change and we were mm-hmm. supposed to feel something and it didn't feel like he earned it. And it was just like, uh, it was bad writing for him. Basically. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I think, think that was the case in both. Yeah. I, yeah. He, I mean, felt, he was indie, you know, but yeah. I, cause I feel like Harrison Ford was fine. Right. But like his performances were his fine. Performance yeah. was fine. But the characters, the, the writing was, the fine. writing was not Good. I can't mm-hmm. say Indy's a bad character. I could you right. never hear me say that because I love Indiana Jones. <laughs> but like, but it was he was not served well by his scripts. That's true. I will say I did enjoy Harrison Ford as a villain. Like when he was hardcore. Villain, I agree. He was scary at the beginning. He, yeah, like he, they should have let him run with that because mm-hmm. he was a scary mother. Yeah. Yep. Um, what about Halle Berry? <laughs> <laughs> Did she do anything redeeming? <laughs> she so, was Jinx. So, yep, Jinx in the Bond movie. Die Another Day. And Patience in Catwoman. Yes. Yeah. And she was also in X Men Last Stand. Oh. Oh, that's true. That's she's a, got a she's a triple threat she's a triple this season. Threat. <laughs> she's a triple threat. I mean, we kind of forgot about her because there's so many people in that movie. I don't feel like Storm was in it much. She, Storm wasn't in it. She was much, uh, she in was... the school at one point when the kids all ran by. Didn't she go to? The, she, I think she goes to the lake too. She kind of takes over for, yeah. for she, Patrick she Stewart. Be, she kind of oh be, yeah. She kind of becomes yeah. the the leader of the school after. Yeah, that's right. Events. Yeah, and she asks things incidents like incidents arise from circumstances. What happens <laughs> to? Do you know what happens to a frog when it mm. gets struck by lightning? <laughs> Sorry, that's not this movie. Wrong movie, but. <laughs> That that's still true. That that level of acting is still true. Um, what about James Marsden? So he's barely in X Men. Yep. And then he is yeah. fantastic in uh, accidental, accidental love. love. Yeah. I I will say James Marsden. I think is one of those dudes that is doesn't get enough credit. I agree. I think he he's charming. He's extremely funny. Yeah. Um. I'm always surprised at how funny he is because I don't think of him as a funny character. Right. You know, yeah. I think of him as Cyclops who's broody. And then I think of him as the cowboy on uh, that HBO one with West the robots, Westworld. West yeah. 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 But he's also the prince in yeah. Enchanted. That's right. And he does a great job in that. Yeah. I've yeah. seen him in Dead to Me and he's very charismatic and likable. Yep. And he's also villainous and, yeah. and really mean. We need to see well. more of him. He's I, got quite the range. I thought he was great in the Sonic, the Hedgehog series. Okay, and that the was surprising. Easter Bunny ones. <laughs> well, I mean, didn't love that one, but I, he was fine. <laughs> but like, 
I love his character in Jury Duty as well, yes. where he plays like a super exaggerated version of himself. Right, like, that's so funny. He plays yeah. that off that's such so a great show. well. Yeah. Please watch Jury Duty if you yes. have not seen it. It's, it's available. So Is it on the Amazon? Amazon. Prime? Yeah. It's yeah. only like it's on eight freebie. or nine episodes. Highly freebie. recommend it. You yeah. will not be it's disappointed. Fantastic. The toilet scene is great. That is. <laughs> well, I think we're not voting for him. <laughs> no. All right, let's move on. What about Patrick Stewart? He's Jean Luc Picard yeah. and, and Professor X, right? Yeah. That's where we saw and him. And he was fine in both of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. he's I, a good actor. I feel like it was the Harrison Ford situation for him. Yeah, yeah. The, the movie I think brought that was, him down. I actually think that it was better than the Harrison Ford because I don't even think he had a bad rap in either of the movies. No. Like I think he was excellent in both movies. Not, I mean, he didn't even have bad writing to pull him down. I just yeah. think he just happened to be in two movies this yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. And then uh, Jessica Biel. So she was the lead in um, Accidental Love. Yes, she with got, the nailing. She got nailed. And then in um, Valentine's Day, she is the... She's a sports agent. The agent who's has everything going for her and for the life of her cannot find anybody. Nobody to wants her. to date she, her because look at her. is one-dimensional... Obsessed with hating Valentine's Day because she doesn't she never with love. find a date. I mean, it's it's over the top bad. Like, isn't there a thing with her eating? And she has so much candy. She yeah, candy, candy all the time. She right? did have that great. It was really impressive when she was on the treadmill. Yeah, I was going to say was the wild. treadmill and had to answer the phone and she, and like getting off the treadmill or whatever. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> um, but like. Her character was so annoying. I mean, I yes. don't know if she played her bad, played the character bad or anything like that, but like she was so unlikable. I hated yep. the character, and it was just so. It was. I mean, it's a rom com, so there's a lot of unrealistic things. But right. It was so. Does she find love at the end? I can't even remember. It's her and she Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Oh, her and Jamie Foxx. That's right. So, but she's the sports agent for. It was, is it McDreamy? Yeah. Or McSteamy? McSteamy. Because they're both. Because so. they're both in the McMovie. Yeah. yeah. And so. Um, <laughs> One of them. Yes. And I never watched. It's McSteamy because McDreamy's the. Uh, it's the philander. Oh wait, I maybe you know yeah McDreamy's the philander. Yeah. I, I I never saw. I never Thank watched you, that. <laughs> I never I never watched that show. Was it Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. With, yeah. With. Uh, so, but then she was great in the other movie. In the in. Yeah, that's exactly she true. Was in Accidental so Love, she was so great, and she was quirky and weird and. Like her whole character, where she like flip flops kind of rapidly between things, right? Where she's because totally of normal. the nail, and she has those like, extreme emotions. Like, she yeah. speaks are... Portuguese out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's yeah, yeah. She was yeah. So that's a mixed bag because I yeah, mean, it was she was great in that one, but you absolutely despised her character in Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I, I think she would have been able to find love sooner in the uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, if she had gone to the gym rather than using the treadmill in the middle <laughs> of her work. office. Yeah. I felt like she was in her office being a workaholic the whole time. Yeah. And not like getting and out and too much candy. People. I mean, listen, I understand her plight as someone who has everything going for them. <laughs> and I'm just constantly just having to just like beat the women away from me. Right. You know, it's hard to have that aura <laughs> and just that magnetism. It, it's it can be overwhelming for people to yeah. approach you and see you as a person and not just an object of desire. So Jessica Beale, I'm sorry, I was a little harsh on you. 
And on that, on that note, we should probably uh, vote, right? We should. So which Remind one is Brant for exceptionally bad performance? <laughs> He's Remind a us of is the, he a repeat uh, offender? I'm a repeat offender. I've been so many bad episodes. <laughs> so, All right. So one more time. So the, the people are Harrison Ford, Halle Berry, James Marsden, Patrick Stewart, and Jessica Biel. I think we know who this is going to be, but... <laughs> Uh, one, two, three, throw them up. Oh, it is a very firm, solid BM with Halle Berry. Wow, she she was in terrible movies, and she was a terrible actress in both of those. Yes. So, congratulations. Probably good in one, but maybe <laughs> the we, other two were bad. We should say, yeah. Oscar-winning actress, yeah. Halle Berry. Yeah. You should say the BM award goes to the, act, <laughs> to the Academy Award-winning actress. <laughs> Uh, that's true the bm and lesser well-known razzie goes to the oscar award-winning halle berry (laughs) and now for the the ultimate award of the uh, of the night, which is the Gilded BM. But before we vote on that, I just want to uh, share with our listeners uh, just a reminder that at the end of each mini season, we voted on which of the four films from that season we thought was the best. And uh, so I'll, I'll just tell you the winners of those. Uh, for season one, which was uh, Romantic Comedies, the winner was Rhinestone, which was chosen by Bracken. But really, the winner was me, because I love rom-coms. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> For season two, which was the worst... Oh, wait. Uh, worst of the best. Uh, the winner was Die Another Day, also brought to us by Bracken. For season three, which was Guilty Pleasures, the winner was Beastmaster, brought to us by Brant. Thank goodness. <laughs> Last action hero got robbed. (laughs) (laughs) And season four, which was um, good actor, bad movie. The winner was Stars and Bars, once again, brought to us by Bracken. So thank you, Bracken, for bringing us all of the wonderfully bad movies. Sure. Okay. It's my pleasure. Does that make you the most exceptionally bad podcaster? I think so. I think so, at least (laughs) this season. I think he should get mentioned for Lisa as well. Just yes, he did bring how... us Lisa, which is... It was a close one. Uh, yeah. it, yes, was quite the find. It, yeah, that, that was fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so now, drum roll. The, gil- the, the Gilded BM, the best award that you could win for being the most exceptionally bad movie of the season. We've got some great nominees. They are first, uh, Rhinestone. Wait a second. Before you get into this, yes. we want to just make sure we mention in the episode, in case we've okay. got new listeners. Oh yeah, sure. That that when we say the BM award, it's oh, not yes. it's not the Bracken Manion award. That's true. I know I picked those three you know, categories, but it really stands for bad movies. The so, bad movie award, yeah, right? So yes. the, he just the, happens to be a gilded BM. I, I just for, I, for his maybe movie choice. It maybe it's some kind of connection. I don't That's know, but true. it is the. The this Gilded the, Bad Movie Awards. Yeah, and we actually so. have a little Gilded BM trophy yeah. that's here. It's uh, should that be your Halloween costume? And you can be the Gilded <laughs> BM. It's, 
zero carat gold. Just a t-shirt anyway. that says gilded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just says gilded, and it's the gilded beer. But yes, this trophy is mar- marvelous, guys. Okay. So I'm going to start over here with the uh, nominees for the Gilded BM. We'll start with All About Steve. Then Rhinestone. Die Another Day. Lisa. And Stars and Bars. There's at least one from each season there. All right. Does anyone want to say anything about these movies? Why are these nominees i'll talk about all about steve go ahead so uh we may have mentioned at some point in the show about the deaf kids falling down a sinkhole (laughs) (laughs) don't Don't you ruined ben (laughs) i mean so i just i just want to point out that it's a terrible movie but there are enough oddball things in it that, that grab your attention so there's that there's the there's the child with the three legs. Yes. And there's a contingent of the people that want to name it Peggy. <laughs> it's a girl. There's just so there's, much there's silliness. The, there's in the it. sudden hurricane. <laughs> and so there's just it, it's such a fun it's so it's bad it is a bad movie but it's yes. so there's so many it's so kind fun. of wild things in it like her job like we should have done a category for terrible like most unbelievable jobs like she was the crossword puzzle writer for some small sacramento <laughs> <Yes>. paper <laughs> and uh, i totally it, forgot about she that. wrote she wrote a whole crossword puzzle all this, called all about steve and all, the, and all, all of the, the questions were about steve's favorite color and what steve? color is, he's got the best eye so has the greatest eye color she had met him for like 25 minutes yes right before That's... the date got abruptly ended so it is a it is a very bad but very memorable film <laughs> all right uh rhinestone bracken do you want to tell us uh sure uh rhinestone so you've got dolly parton as a country western singer you know what? It's a stretch. I know. <laughs> uh, I think this was her second or third. This was after. This was after nine to five. Nine to five, and I think best little whorehouse in Texas. Okay. I think this was her third movie. Um, and then you've got. Uh, I mean, it's the it's it's the it's a reimagining of the the My Fair Lady. Where, yes, right. Where mm-hmm. they're it, but the genders are swapped. She's got it. <clears throat> And yeah. you've got Sylvester Stallone as the unpolished cab uh, driver, ca- New York cab driver, who you know she's she's got to try and make over as a country western singer. I mean, he can't sing to I mean, save his life. I mean, he sings what is it? Drinkenstein. Drinkenstein <laughs> is the best but song. He, he does take her up to his apartment to show her his big organ, <laughs> and. He, he can play his organ really well for her at a funeral at a funeral so when i say organ i mean like an organ like a piano organ like he a, lives in a funeral home not not the double entendre that was intended for the line in the movie but he has to climb up uh like a fire escape to get to it his apartment and um I mean, there's a lot of random scenes in this movie where, you know, they they finally, he agrees to be, you know, try to learn how to be a country western singer in like a, in like a week or, it's, yeah. do they have a week or two weeks two or weeks, something? something yeah. And he's in, they go to Atlanta, they spend time traveling to somewhere in the, in the south, 
and uh, he tries to hitch a ride to town to get a drink or something. <laughs> That's right. And there's, there's this a truck driver guy. <laughs> who's just like, this is the best. It's like, it was up there with that scene from uh, where they were in the crazy town. Where oh, yeah. And Jim Cotta. Yeah. Jim, Jim Cotta. Yeah. It was up there like where, where this is just out of left field. It's up where with the vacuum scene from uh, Mac and Me. And, <laughs> yes. this just, and then actually, I remember hearing some cast members saying they actually liked some of the songs that they were singing in the yeah. movie, which was kind of, you know, they have some songs dispersed in the movie where it was actually enjoyable so this I mean, movie is just incredibly out of left field surprisingly fun and uh, and it's bad and it's our listeners if you have not done it go to youtube and look up drinkenstein and watch the video of of sylvester stallone and check out his outfit that is he's this, wearing is this where he's got the two coon skin hat it, and, yeah it's and like things just hanging everywhere. around and he's just like He's not happy at all, but he's singing Drinkenstein. And he's very stiff and like yes. stomping while he sings. It's probably the best scene. And, and it's so great. We haven't even talked about his rhinestone cowboy outfit. Oh, at the yes. End, or, so, or the fact that he starts to think that he could actually make it as a country western singer mm-hmm. and gets in a fight about it with Dolly Parton. It's just crazy. <laughs> so, well, every year in December, I sign up and do this thing called the 12 Days of Yeti. Which is this with uh, Yeti Ultra Runners, where you do these kind of random things like this day you're gonna run your slowest mile ever, you know, like you you have to technically be moving or whatever. But one of the days this last December was you have to memorize a Dolly Parton song. Okay. And I looked, and since she wrote it, <laughs> technically Drinkenstein <laughs> is, is a Dolly Parton song. So I walked around <laughs> that day learning. I can't do it now, but yeah, learning and singing the lyrics to Drinkenstein. I love it. As part of that. And I was like, hey, technically this is correct. Yeah. Nice. That is awesome. All right. Die another day. What do we have to say about that? This thing is like if you took a bunch of Bond scripts, chopped them all up, threw them on the floor, and then just picked pieces up. Randomly picked them up. They have like five villains. There's two Bond girls. It's a never-ending movie. Neither of them are really Bond girls. They're their own killer assassins. Well, one of the villains is a diamond in the rough. Well, it's he's got diamonds in the rough of his face, which, like, I've got a gripe with that. Like, they have the technology to turn a Korean dude into a very British-looking white dude, but don't have the technology to use tweezers and just pop a couple of them diamonds out of his face. True that. <laughs> what about what about the? What about the fact that the car is like goes invisible? It's perfect for the ice. Yeah, and, and then the they, guy runs. And in. then they're in this giant building, city, town that's made completely of ice. Out of ice, yeah. yeah. That's like where? How do they do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And space lasers. And like, there it's like a hotel where they actually would stay mm-hmm. overnight. I don't understand. Wasn't the this. satellite like a giant solar panel? It was. Yeah, that. <laughs> they haven't used that in a prior James Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> Double true. It's just recycled and true that stale. True. Yeah. All right, Lisa. Uh, again, a young teenage girl. Why? Why are you guys piling on Lisa? <laughs> I, just love, I love this movie. Lisa is exceptionally bad. There is no, no come on. This movie. I loved it. I think it you is... guys just said it was bad. No, no, it's a bad movie, but it is exceptionally yeah. bad because it is just unbelievable how. Yeah. I mean, the plot that how somebody thought is. this is... Yeah, I mean, Enjoyable. it's... Enjoyable. Like, how hey, this you know got made. Is, well acted. <laughs> the you know thing what? I, oh, go ahead. 
believable. Oh, I just the fact that it's your <laughs> that it's your guilty pleasure Scary. is part of what got it for me. Like engrossing. Well, isn't it supposed <laughs> to be one you watch with your daughters? Like as that's right. It's a cautionary it's tale. Coming of age. Yeah, it's good parenting. You know how we're always making up like plots to boring movies, right? Yeah. I, and we always joke about saying we should make a movie about that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is the subplot that we invented yeah, for a wholesome say, like coming of age it. story. Yeah. And somebody was like, "Holy crap! I could make a lot of money with that movie." <laughs> yeah. It was so great because we thought she was the villain for a long time. Like yeah. unironically, we were like, "Wait, is she the bad guy?" Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. The last one: Stars and Bars. What do we have to say about that? I just keep saying Rick. Daniel Day-Lewis, Joan Cusack, kissing. Two in a comedy. With Laurie Metcalf. This is fun. Yeah. So here, let or me. Or is it? Let me just do, tell the audience, do yourself a favor, go to YouTube, look up the hotel scenes and the funeral scene from this movie. And that's really all you need to see. Yep. Yep. I mean, there are other things that are kind of funny in it, but like. Those are the two saving graces of films, the funeral and the hotel. Yeah. I think that for me, this this film was one of those that was like bordering on, is it just bad or is it exceptionally bad? And I, those two scenes convinced me that it's exceptionally bad. Because also, you know how dedicated Daniel Day-Lewis is to his work, right? And I mean, I don't think he was sure what he was doing on this one. Isn't the definition for an exceptionally bad movie where it ends with people jumping in midair and it just like stopping freeze frame that's right i mean is well, that kind of a hallmark of an exceptionally bad movie yeah. but that's not how this one ends as right? long as it's prequel he's running down a new york i thought like, he's being chased by he's chased but he like jumps up and he's like in midair oh, and yeah. freezes they're running away because yeah. guys are it's chasing him to kill him it's the dude it's the brother oh yeah that's right it's the coach from it's coach from from uh, remember the titans he's yeah. chasing because he's trying to find the, the teenage the girl. little girl yeah, yeah. oh man well, and we have well. no idea what happens there do you know I, I find it interesting that for me at least there are in this list three movies that prior to this season i had never even heard of yep like i didn't even know they existed which ones uh rhinestone lisa and stars and bars oh wow okay from from this list, like I and all, all, Lisa all three and Stars of Bars do, don't surprise me. but yeah. Rainstone was well. Big well, I remember when you brought it up, and I was like, "Wait, is that a real thing? You're joking, right? Wait, did you say Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton? I don't know." Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. okay. So let's vote. The uh, options once again are all about Steve, Rhinestone, Die Another Day, Lisa, and Stars and Bars. And the Gilded BM goes to Rhinestone. Die another day. And they oh, wait. <laughs> Drinkenstein. Thank you for spending four seasons with us in our season of four seasons. And we hope you enjoyed the, the award show tonight. Um, so, guys, how can people find us if they want more? Well, they can always go to us at go to our website at the guys. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> exceptionallybad.com. Exceptionally I'm used to saying the email address. Sorry. You can go to our website, exceptionallybad.com. Email us at the guys at exceptionallybad.com. You can follow us on Instagram at at exceptionallybad. Yeah. 
All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?